0: Welcome back to another edition of the Crowd Assist Podcast. I'm your host today, Kevin Misery, here with Ryan Thomas, uh, going through some of the you know the biggest headlines we have for this week. As you know, we're, we're ringing in May 19th as we're recording here on a Tuesday edition. I uh, will be going through Ed Oliver and, and what uh, what happened over the weekend here with Ed, um, as well as um, maybe some less important comments by Jim Kelly, um, but important nonetheless of context. Um, as well as maybe some final news and nuggets. Um, but Ryan, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, Kevin. How are you?
0: Doing well. And as always, this show is brought to you by Trainwreck Sports and Picasso's Pizza. Get out there and get the best pizza in Buffalo from one of their locations. Uh, order that stuff now. Um, I'll just, We'll start right at the top, Ryan. We'll talk about Ed Oliver's. Um, disappointing news of the DWI mixed with an unlawful possession of a firearm charge um, to be noted. Um, that way because it's a lot different than New York state law. Uh, there is open carry there. And the only reason that there was an issue here was the DWI. So almost anyone that has a gun in their possession, in their car, or anywhere near them gets this charge uh, a little bit different than up being up in New York and, and having an unregistered un, uh, illegal gun. A lot of people have been, you know, kind of quoting at those terms, not the case here. Um, so right. really anyone that commits a crime, everyone really packs down there. Um, so, anyone that really has a crime he had a, he had, a, he had a, a a pistol out in his back seat, so it wasn 't like something you know packed in the you know a hidden you know somewhere and um you know doing bad thing. i mean it's it 's pretty common down there's um, you know full open carry state, so it should be noted that uh, the gun charge is only brought up because of the dwi uh, in this instance, so I think that that 's an important nugget to remember that it 's not an illegal unregistered you know gu- uh, handgun that he was uh, hiding from the cops, so I think that that's important. And generally, like I said, DWI cases in Texas going to have this attached to it because people, everyone uh, carries guns in it in in in, 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 a, in a different clip than they would up here in New York State. So uh, that's just first and foremost. So we'll see what happens with those charges. Um, so Ryan, I guess we'll start with you uh, knowing those charges that we just said. Uh, what's what's your initial reaction? Obviously, beside it being unfortunate, um, and you know, kind of. What what do you expect to happen from here?
1: Yeah, my initial reaction, um, t- to be quite honest, was just disappointment. You know, you, you hate to uh, see these things happen with any player in the National Football League, let alone somebody that, you know, is within this Buffalo Bills roster, the team that we cover on the show. Um, it- it's a bit of a head scratcher as far as the matching the player up to an incident like this. Um, not that I, you know, text Ed Oliver every single day or know him personally, but not not that you would ever expect this from a player. But, um, when I first heard the headline that Ed Oliver was the player in question here, um, with this incident, with this uh, scenario, I was a little shocked. Um, he he doesn't strike me as somebody that would be irresponsible or, or or anything like that that would make a bad judgment call. And, you know, everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Um, Fortunately when hearing the news of this incident my first thought was well I really hope he's not hurt I hope that that others were not hurt and um, knowing a little bit more facts uh, knowing a little bit more facts now than we did even you know Sunday morning when we first heard the news um, nobody was hurt so I'm very thankful for that and you know the way my brain sort of works is well what does this mean uh, for Ed Oliver Where does the NFL go from here? Uh, Where do the Bills organization go from here? Uh, What type of punishment is he going to get? And X's and O's wise, on the field for the Buffalo Bills, who will be his replacement if he is punished, let's just say two weeks, three weeks, four weeks? Those are the questions that I kind of shift to uh, in my brain when I hear uh, that Ed Oliver um, had this incident Saturday night, um, and I believe it was in the Houston area, um, where he is from, where he played college ball. So, um, yeah, two completely different, you know, worlds between Texas gun laws and New York State gun laws. Either way, you know, it's not good, uh, you know, to have a player this young lumped into a scenario like this. A player that Buffalo is going to be relying on for for many years to come. Um, but you know, people make mistakes, and I think. Um, thinking with the mindset that it could have been far more worse, um, is something that people should, should realize it could have been far more worse. And I'm sure nobody is kicking themselves harder right now than at Oliver.
0: Yeah, you'd hope so. So the optics of this are the most important part. A lot of people are like, well, what does he saying after all this happens? Well, I don't know that that's, I mean, I guess that's somewhat important. I don't know that that's the most mm-hmm. important or, um, outside of him going up there and saying, I'm just here so I don't get fined outside of saying something like that. Um, I think that he'll say the right things and, he'll, you know, whether he does the right thing from here or not, or, or is an important context. And um, these kind of mistakes happen. And a lot of people will say, well, it's a big mistake. Well, yeah, I mean, it still, still boils down to a mistake unless it was deliberate. Um, right. boils down to this being, being a mistake, whether, you know, how, how you want to rank the mistake or how high you want to rank it from a scale of one to 10. It's subjective to what, you know, your opinions are on drinking, your opinions are in, you know, um, just drinking in general. And, and the, the, I know a lot of people don't like the excuse, you know, he's 22. Um, things happen when you're young, that kind of thing. So, you know, some people think that that's tomfoolery, that that should never happen. You, you, you know, you're on your high horse, that this this kind of stuff never happens in life. Uh, I mean, look, I think that there's a, there's a chance that he, you know, does the right thing, says the right things, and this is me hoping so. Um, and he... Right. He gets into some type of agreement with, with them and they charge him with some form of, of, of punishment. Um, just by nature of this happening, even if he's found innocent, Ryan, this is subject to a three-game suspension. What I think happens is he ends up with a two-game suspension in the following year. I don't believe it happens this year. Um, for instance, generally it takes over a year. So when you hear about a drug suspension, you think that they're pretty quick, but really they, that guy felt that drug test many, 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 six months plus ago. Um right. in, in many cases. So in, in this case, if Oliver complies, I could see them um giving him a minimum of three game suspension. I don't know if there's any room to 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 agree to that and they get, they lower it to two, or if it's just like a hard three, hey, we're gonna give you three, not anymore. Uh happens again, obviously, you know, it's a bigger deal. So I could see I I I don't know if there's any room in that appeal process to say he wasn't convicted. He, you know, he's, he's following suit, he's saying the right things, he's agreeing to it. It's going to save us a lot of time and energy in um, arbitration and in mediation of this of this punishment, so we can lower it to two. I don't know if that's going to happen in this specific case because it is a pretty flat line of three-game suspension. That was prior to whatever the CBA um, just approved here uh, during uh, this pandemic. So we'll see if there's any changes to that, but I- I'm anticipating um, three games. I don't think there's any more. Um, I don't know where this gun charge is going to play in in Texas. I don't know if this is commonly a dropped charge. If you did the right things, if I, I, I don't quite know, or I don't know, Texas law. Um, right. Right. If that's something that they just have to charge him with and they're able to, if he doesn't and says and please and whatever mm-hmm. that, 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 goes away. I don't quite know, um, the situation with that. If he's charged on a gun charge and there's probably a pretty, you know, a pretty high up felony. Uh, at some point, I do think Roger could tack on a couple of games a more if that is the case. Either way, I don't, I don't see that happening until, uh, 2021 suspension. And, um, it's all based on him doing, saying the right things from here, but I mean, people make mistakes and that's kind of my opinion, right. Ryan, people make mistakes. Right. Like it, how, like we've said, how how bad of a mistake is it? Are you going to judge that compared to getting caught cheating on your wife um, with your brother and another woman, while your wife holds you at gunpoint. I, 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 I don't, I, I don't know, like what. Right. If it's I'm in the business to judge moral character, and what's worse in in situations where he'll get probably less games. I would assume Earl, Earl Th- Thomas will receive less games. Zay Jones received no games for tripping out and or almost jumping off of a building, um, right. with videos and images. Um, so I can't sit here and say Zay didn't make a mistake. He got zero games for his mistake, though. This mistake, I get, it, does put people's lives at risk, even though nothing happened. Thankfully, and and this is in the middle of a pandemic, and it's no excuse, obviously. But this is in the middle of not having a driver. I'm sure he's got a guy. I mean, everybody's got a guy. But it's you know, do you have a guy right this minute? I, I don't know. You're just out driving four wheelers and having some fun, and you just get, got 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 away from yourself that you you know you forgot that you didn't have your guy by you, um, and you had to get your four wheeler home. So. Um, right. bad, bad mistake, Ryan. But at the same time, I am in the forgiving camp of forgiving players, um, of it being a mistake. I I'm, I'm for, I'm, I'm, I'm that, you know, we've all made mistakes and luckily mine aren't publicized. Like I'm sure yours aren't.
1: Right. Right. And luckily, you know, we are looking at things from the right perspective. It, it was a little disappointing. I'll throw this out there and I hate to say this, but for me, it was a little bit disappointing to see uh the bills mafia react the way that they did and, and kind of rush to judgment without really knowing all the facts yet and even when they did know the facts it was hey this guy is such and such this guy's this this guy's that well like i said i i, I do happen to believe that nobody is more frustrated with themselves and embarrassed uh of himself than at oliver um as you said He probably has a guy normally that drives him around, probably has multiple guys drive him around. um, And who knows what happened that led this, that let this situation play itself out the way that it did. But really, where my next thought went is how will Brandon Bean and and Sean McDermott handle this? And what will they uh, impose as far as um, not even a punishment, but what will they tell that Oliver? To, to do post this and, and how will he react to that and what will he react uh, to the media questioning him, you know, standing on the podium, taking it like a man and saying, yeah, I made a mistake uh, this happened, uh, my dearest apologies will it be something like that or will it be, hey, we're going to put you to the side for a little bit um, figure this all out do our own investigation and, and um, hopefully this never happens again um unfortunately he did somewhat break the trust of the organization um unfortunately with this scenario because they didn't ever expect this from ed oliver um but ed oliver didn't expect this from himself either so i I think that um he he will probably be punished for it um but who knows what is fair or unfair to me the the football stuff is second to Ed Oliver figuring out that, yes, this was a big mistake. I'm going to bounce back from it. It'll never happen again. Right. And I will change as a person um, and use this as a learning lesson, just as we all do when we make a mistake. We use it as an opportunity to change and, and better ourselves and make ourselves better than we were before. Um, so, you know, this isn't a loss for Ed Oliver. This is a learning experience. And um, I look forward to seeing how he uses this as a learning experience. And people can say, oh, we're, you know, taking the high road or saying that, you know, this isn't a big deal. Of course, it's a big deal. But um, I think that rather than kicking a man while he's down and saying that, oh, he did this, he did that, we, we know what he did. And unfortunately, we know how and, and why he, he did it, um, what led to the events that, that happened. Um, but unfortunately, that, that's that's... Fortunately, that is irrelevant. Um, what's relevant is how will he bounce back. Right. And uh, I look forward to seeing how he bounces back.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's just like anything that could happen. Um, you know, we have friends, if if you do have a friend that have or family member that has had some type of um, DWI experience and it's, it's unfortunate, but you should be there for that person. And obviously you're a fan mm-hmm. listening. You're a fan of this team or you're at least a follower of this team or whatever word you want to use. You'd like to talk about this team. Um, I, I don't think there's any reason outside of gross negligence um, going forward that you shouldn't support him as a player, just like you would support your friend. Like you don't sit there and say like, you could have killed somebody like, yeah, you might, you might mention that to him maybe once, but I, I going to say he knows that like i'm right. going to assume right. uh, the second um you know he reflects on this you know he knows how lucky he is for himself and and um, others and you know in general um so right. uh, i don't i don't think you need the morality police to tell you you know how lucky um that he is that someone you know didn't get hurt because he is lucky but I think right. that self-reflection. There's nothing you're going to be able to say, Ted Oliver, that's going to click for him other than himself and reflecting on that. And I think that he's the individual that will, um, you know, whether it's three games, the Bills have loaded. I doubt it's this year, but let's say it's the Bills will do whatever they can. You know, that's that's kind of part of this whole thing too is that the Bills will start appealing it. I think if it gets late in the year and it's going to be a suspension, um, they'll make it push it into next year. Um, so that's the kind of stuff right. you know Roger wants to avoid. Um, you know, Ezekiel Elliott situation, which just isn't
1: quite that. Um, no, but. nowhere near. Yeah. Nowhere near. And, and it's, it's tough because we are forced to compare um, because there have been so many incidents with players. And just a thought that I had, um, as soon as I heard this news is that, you know, people throw out the fact that Ed Oliver is 22 years old and that he is young um, as almost in a, not an excuse for him, but almost a reason against him as to why he should know better and shouldn't have made this mistake. My life would drastically change if I went from making the money that I make per week to the money that Ed Oliver makes per football season. How I would handle that is different to Ed Oliver, and the way Ed Oliver could handle that is is different to me. I think that a lot of these guys have come from nothing they've come from very um, very rough backgrounds and when they get the opportunity to play in the nfl there's really nobody there uh to, to help them with their judgment uh, with their money there isn't financial advisors that the nfl provides so players have to really go out and, and seek that help themselves And when I see these incidents with these players, the the Ed Oliver situation and the Earl Thomas situation, and some of the other situations that we've seen, I just wish the NFL would somewhat maybe provide some sort of a cautionary tale that, hey, you could end up a a great player in this league, or you could be, you know, Ryan Leaf. Um, and, And I think Ryan Leaf would even be the first guy to stand on a stage and say, hey, I did this, this and that which is why I'm where I am. I could have done this, this, and that instead. And I could have been on the better end of it. Um, And I think that there's a lot of constructive things from um, receiving help in those ways. And uh, I hope the NFL does make more strides towards that for their players.
0: Yeah, and I think they're getting at least better than they were probably in Leafs days, where there's definitely more financial advisors. I mean, I even know they have summits now. Whether people listen or not is up, up to them. Um, they right. they do offer a little bit more, and who knows what this new CBA is? I I don't mm-hmm. know if there's anything new in that, but I think it's definitely better in 2020 than it was in 2001, 2000, or even right. earlier than that. So yeah, I do think that there's they're getting better there, and they're you're, they're kind of learning this scenario and and basically you know doing the best that they can. Are they still going to stop a couple of defensive backs from holding up a poker game? I don't know. Right. Um, I don't right. know that any summit you go it's to is going to the stop player that. To
1: listen, yeah, right. it's up to the player to listen. And and for every um, situation like this, there's other situations that are positive. And this is just this is the way life is. Whether it's you know NFL players or or you know regular players that regular people. Um, right. You know he'll learn from this, and and I'm confident that. Uh, the Bills themselves will handle this the right way. And um, he he won't have to look over his shoulder and look back. He'll be able to take this and use it as a learning experience.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think that to kind of wrap it up, you know, three games are going to three games, maybe two, maybe four. I don't really know if the, you know, how it's all going to play out for 2021. It's going to suck to not have him on the field. Uh, I think the Bills at least in the next couple of years have built enough depth with Quentin Jefferson. Um, you know, they can roster another defensive tackle to start next year based on how that's looking. They can draft one. They can sign one knowing that he's going to have three or four games. They can do whatever they need to do. Uh, but they do have, you know, stars still in the you know, lineup. You know, Vernon Butler's there to replace him. Quentin Jefferson's here. Harrison Phillips is here. Even Vincent Taylor showed a little bit at least as a fifth final guy on a roster um, to to back up at Oliver if you do see some type of, of, of uh, rotation needed by, you know, I don't mind Vincent Taylor as your fifth defensive tackle on the roster, and 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 more or less the, the Bills have five for a reason. I, you don't even need to bring five to game day. Obviously, you're a team better with that Oliver on the field, but I think Jeff Quentin Jefferson, Vernon Butler, and Star Latu can can get the job done uh, as well as Harrison Phillips for three to four weeks. Um, you you know you obviously don't you can't afford another injury there, uh, but you can't you can't afford a suspension and an injury at any position. Um, but so I, I'm going to say that it's as deep as it gets, Ryan. Um, from a football perspective, you know, from a, from an on-field perspective, you hope the guys, you know, learn from this, get better. We move past it. And you don't need to preface, like, I don't think you need to talk about this by prefacing, well, he could have killed somebody. Yeah, I mean, sure. Absolutely. Right. Um, I think that that goes without, if anyone that, that doesn't agree with that shouldn't be talking about the topic. So I don't think every time it comes up, you need to prophesy. Well, could have been, you know, he could have killed, you know, a hundred people. Like, yeah, I mean, absolutely could have. And it's, it's a mistake that that's why he's in trouble. That's why it's a law. That's why he's going to face fines and suspensions and, and give up a lot of money and void his, his guarantees on his deal. Um, there's a lot right. at stake here. So I don't think he, you, know, you, know, you need to get into the character of, of if the guy thought drunk driving is good for you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, at least I, I think that I know that he's at least a good enough guy to know that that's a really bad decision. So uh, right. all we can do is that he gets better from this. We don't see it happen again. Really, it's one of the first incidents under this new regime. And everyone's like, right. well, code him the culture. And I'm like, well, the culture allows for incidents like this. This isn't an incident of him you know, walking into a room, sticking up people and stealing all their stuff. Um, right. It's an incident. He had a pistol in the back of his car. He made a terrible mistake of drunk driving, and um you know, hopefully, it's something that you know we can learn from and get better from. So, this culture allows for this. I think that there's no you know people that are saying drastic things like that. Just just are bizarre. um So, uh, I think that that we'll see what happens. We'll see if the COVID situation gets Roger bored and makes the suspension quicker or i in my personal opinion i'll push it back um probably till this time next year uh to when we might hear of suspension details uh, based on law proceedings based on everything that's going to happen in the court of in the courtroom so with all that being said i think it's even more of a reason for the the, the police department to uh, take cooperation in, in return for a reduced um fine slash um sentence and then from there i think you know roger would then step in and give his, his three games um, for 2021. So um, blocks hopefully that's the end of, of that. Um, Outside of talking about this next year when he gets his suspension, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll reassess everything once there's a year of details and proceedings and we see how this thing goes. Um, But then Jim Kelly made some interesting comments. So, uh, you know, I'll let you get into that.
1: Yeah, um, I'm flipping through the channels. You know, we're we're in quarantine mode still, so there's a lot of downtime. And I'm um, flipping through the channels, and I see uh, a highlight from uh, you know within the last hour. Um, prior to that, it was you know the other morning, um, a couple days ago, watching Good Morning Football. And uh, you know they're they're really giving the Bills a strong push. They're talking about how the Bills are a contender, and right. lo and behold, you have you know, the, the greatest quarterback in franchise history um, easily uh, in Jim Kelly. And he's on the audio side of things. They're asking him some questions about the 2020 Bills. and He says the exact quote was, something is wrong if the Bills don't win the AFC East in 2020. And, uh, you know, obviously, Jim Kelly is such a massive figure in Western New York. Uh, he's a massive figure, obviously, for the Buffalo Bills. He is almost the mouthpiece of uh, the fans in a lot of ways, because what he says, a lot of the fans agree with partially because he hits the nail on the head and because they love Jim Kelly. So it kind of, you know, blends together, right? So I hear this quote and I say to myself, I remember Jim Kelly's made some quotes about the bills before. And this quote in particular um, was a quote that he made a few years back uh, under the Rex Ryan era. And he said that if the Bills don't make the playoffs, Rex Ryan is going to get fired. Lo and behold, the Bills didn't make the playoffs and Rex Ryan got fired. So Jim Kelly has a way of throwing his opinions out there for the whole world to hear, and they stick. Um, this opinion in particular, uh, which I, I don't think it's a coincidence that they stick. I think they stick for a lot of reasons, but this this quote in particular um, I think this quote puts even more pressure on the Buffalo Bills in 2020. And you could make a case that while there are a lot of teams in the National Football League that are under pressure, uh, the Buffalo Bills, with all this positive national media attention, which is unprecedented uh, in, in our lifetimes, that the national media is giving this positive praise towards the Buffalo Bills and the offseason that they've had, the whole process uh, that McDermott has laid out. This quote by Jim Kelly, I feel, while fair, a fair statement, I would definitely say to myself, something is wrong that the Bills uh, didn't win the AFC East in 2020. I thought the Bills could win the AFC East with Tom Brady in the division with some of the moves that they've made. So my question is, is Jim right? Is it fair, foul? I think he's right, but I do think this quote does put more pressure on our buffalo bills and i don't know if it's pressure that um is welcome i i think that um we have enough pressure uh and jim kelly might have just stoked the fire a little bit more
0: yeah he probably did i mean to me it's like he jim will say a lot of stuff and he's said stuff over the years and sometimes it holds water sometimes it doesn't but at least on a f- on a football end, i don't necessarily look at it any more than this if to me if then if lorenzo alexander said something if kyle williams says something if eric wood says something thurman thomas says Mm -hmm. something i don't really think it should stoke anything like if an ex-player um even though he's you know um a famous ex-player here in buffalo says something i think it's just their opinion um Mm -hmm. just like in my my opinion or maybe your opinion um right i I just kind of look at it actually, it's tough for me now. I just kind of look at it as like neutral like I think he's a motivator, I think he's pumping up the the the, the fan base more than anything um but that's kind of it to me ryan I, I i don't really think that what Jim Kelly says even maybe even gets to bill Belichick. and if it does i don't i couldn't even see him um reading um into that too much, so yeah, so I think that it's It's interesting. I think the expectations are there. I think for once this team can, you know, these guys since they've retired can actually kind of pump their chest and hopefully it's not too soon. Um, Hopefully the team doesn't go from 10 and six to eight and eight with this tough schedule. Um, So I think that they, they for once can be proud that they've played here and they can kind of talk it up and there's a lot of potentially good days to come, but more than that, I, I couldn't imagine other teams, in a division caring about like caring at all literally at all like about what he says.
1: Oh no. No. But I think it does bring the national media attention to Buffalo in a way that this this team, this particular team, Josh Allen and company, hasn't experienced anything like this, but this franchise hasn't experienced anything like this as, you know, kind of what you were saying uh, in quite some time. For the former players to actually be able to talk up the Buffalo Bills the current Buffalo Bills and kind of wear that Bills logo with more pride than they did, you know, during the days of J.P. Lossman and E.J. Manuel. Um, right. You know, they're, they're, a lot, they're a lot more open and excited, which that excites me. And and don't get me wrong, it did uh, make me pump my chest, um, you know, pump my chest when I, when I heard Jim Kelly say that. I was like, oh, that's awesome. But then I looked at it as, you know, there's players on this team that might say, well, Jim, you worry about, you know, your statements, we'll worry about what's in the locker room. And there's still vet- veterans on this team that, that have somewhat clapped back at things that Jim Kelly said. I remember when um, the whole national anthem thing was going on and um, Jim Kelly took uh, umbrage with the fact that LaShawn McCoy was separated on the end of the sideline from the team. And Jerry Hughes said um, something to the tune of, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, this is our locker room. This is a gym's locker room. So, you know, there could be some, there could be some players that might, you know, take you know, offense to that in a way that um, says, Hey, you know, nothing is wrong with this locker room. We're going to put forth our best effort and whatever happens happens. And as you said, you know, they can't control the schedule that they're given. Um, the worst case scenario is, You and I think, you know, we said in the last podcast that they could go 10 and 6 or 11 and 5, but with the schedule and the travel and the, you know, bouncing back and forth that they have with the schedule, who's to say that they couldn't go 8 and 8? And that would be a terrible scenario for Bills fans everywhere. But I think that there's the difference between optimism and common sense, as I said in one of the last shows. And I think that. While I believe the Bills will have a really good season, you have to somewhat be humble. Um they haven't earned it yet. And much to what Brandon Bean said, the New England Patriots have won so many AFC's titles, whether Tom Brady is there or not, they're still the team to beat. They still have to go beat Bill Belichick. And uh we got a lot of work to do. We can't just, you know, hang our hats on the opinions of uh, national media members i know adam shine has a lot of love for josh allen and, and for our buffalo bills and as you know sweet and as kind as that is to hear it's music to my ears it really doesn't mean anything once that first snap once that first kickoff happens on opening day so right. um th- this is a it's a fun time to be a bills fan no doubt about it because they are the talk of the afc right now one of those afc teams that everybody loves to talk about and of course that does include jim kelly it's definitely
0: true. Lots to look forward to Ryan. Um, really great action. Another, I know not a ton going on in the NFL, but we're lucky to be able to bring you as much content as we can, uh, give you our thoughts. Like I said, on that Oliver issue and then talking about Jim Kelly a little bit, um, as you know, the show starts to ramp up and as we start to get into double digit episode totals, going to bring you some great guests, going to do some cool things hopefully with a video at some point down the road. And, um, uh, you know, be the, the premier content flagship Bills uh, podcast here for Trainwreck Sports. So, you know, once again, we appreciate everyone tuning in. As for our sponsors, Picasso's Pizza, get out there and try Picasso's greatest pizza in western New York. Give them a try. Give them a call. Um, get out there and find your nearest location. And from Trainwreck Sports and the Cap, I'm Kevin Misery, and that's Ryan Thomas.